Hey guys, if you're listening to this, this is the free portion of the podcast. It's the first 10 minutes of the episode. Usually episodes are about an hour or an hour and a half long, maybe even longer sometimes. I do two to three shows a week, so I suggest you subscribe, patreon.com forward slash P. Very important you do so, new baby and all that. It's pretty cheap, so go do that right now. Enjoy the first 10 minutes. Oh, hi, I'm Josh Cash, and this is Wrong Opinion. And guys, when I make a mistake on this podcast, I correct it because I don't lie to you. And I, I my, that's never my intention. My, ne- my intention is never to lie to you. And I, uh, I also apologize because that's the manly thing to do. You apologize for misdirecting the audience and for, uh, you know, just... Just putting out some fake news out there. You know who doesn't do that? The mainstream media. So I'm going to start off this podcast with uh, an apology. You know, Trump never apologized. I used to think that was a good thing. And I think now that's a bad thing. So I'm sorry what I said about women in sports. They do have a place in the world of sports. It's not a joke. And they are very good at it. They even made a movie about it. I didn't know this, but they made a movie about it about three or four years ago with Steve Carell and then uh, probably Emma Stone, I'm guessing, where she, it's a historical movie. It's based on a true story of a female tennis player who I don't remember, Billie Jean something maybe, and she was a lesbian. But that's not the main, that's not the the, the story. The story was that she uh, beat a man in tennis. So they made a movie about it because it's uh, <laughs> it's such a rare occurrence it's such an anomaly that they're like, oh, this would make a good movie. And, uh, you know, so they have a place in sports. And someone sent me a video that proves it. This is somewhere, let's just say in Mexico, of women playing soccer against paraplegic men. Si la hace bien puede ser, sale el arquero, revienta, muy bien. Guarda que ahí se escapa el número 7, se escapa el número 7, si la hace bien. Sí, 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 puede ser, le pegó. Golazo de los titanes. Estuvo ahí. So a team of, of men. And you know that they're bigots and sexists and whatever. Uh, without legs, except their goalie. Their goalie had legs, so I guess that wasn't fair. So a team with no legs played women, and they they scored. They scored a goal. I would have never in a million years believed that because, like I said, I've repented, and women have a place in sports. And look, that's, that's what life's about. You live and you learn. It's not like I, I do this podcast because I want to hate on people. And, and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, today I'm going to hate on the blacks. Tomorrow I'm going to hate on the the gays. Actually, let me change my calendar around uh, one second. All right. So today I'm going to hate on the gays. No, it's not. That's not how I operate. There's a guy in my gym who I, I really like. I don't know if he likes me. Not like that. Not in a gay way. And every time I see him, he says, uh, so who are you going to make fun of today? So today in the parking lot, I saw him and he goes, so who are you going to, who are you going to hate on today? Who are you going to make up fun of today? And I go, um, probably the blacks. And he goes to me, you know, I'm half black, right? And I said, aren't you embarrassed? I would be, I would be embarrassed about that. And, and, uh, he laughed 
because he has a sense of humor because he knows that it's not coming from a place of hate. I, if I was black or half black or whatever, I genuinely would be embarrassed because I'm self-aware of my, uh, my people, my community or what have you. The same way I would be embarrassed by gays. I'm a Jew. I am embarrassed by the Jews. The biggest anti-Semites are the Seth Rogans of the world, Hollywood, and so on. It's not white supremacists. They, they, they're they a non-issue. Un- unlike what Biden says, they don't exist in my mind. I'm not afraid of them. I'm afraid of the self-hating ones. They give us a bad name. I'm embarrassed by them. So, yeah, I told him that. True story. True story. Um, And I got to I gotta keep, you know, keep going with the apologies, right? So... Uh, I'm sorry to the teachers. I said teachers are all pedophiles and or retarded and they're dumb and they're not what they used to be. Teachers used to be nice and they used to care and they used to, you know, say uh, they used to notice the difference between the genders like, oh, boys are rambunctious. Uh, I got to have more patience for them. Girls are polite. They can sit still and so on. And I'll teach them differently. But that's not where we are anymore. Uh, teachers are all pushing socialist agendas and and pure nonsense and bullshit. But again, um, when I am wrong, I will I will show you. And if teachers were like this one, this country would be in a good place. This country would be in a good position. But again, like the girl who beat that guy in tennis that one time, this is an anomaly. Fairfax County public school teacher, and I'm going to give a message of encouragement to parents and teachers and students who are too afraid to come and speak forward. Parents, the longer that you wait and you don't hold your child's schools accountable gives these guys more time to dictate what's best for your child's physical, mental, and emotional health. Don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and they, and they rely on you. You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you, we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. Students, you are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you're presented with a ludicrous statement and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over and your policies are just as... Nick Gothard, followed by Ryan... You know, that's good. There's nothing really I can add to that. Teachers aren't like that. That person is rare. Our country used to be like that. We used to have pride for our country instead of pride for our bullshit sexuality or whatever. Pure nonsense. Um, but do you see how the crowd reacted to, to that? That's because that's what people like. They like pushing back against bureaucratic nonsense systems that shouldn't dictate how we operate, really. And um, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit with regards to what they're doing to children in the segment I have. What, do I, what did I call it? Um, oh, I didn't call it anything. Whatever. But in the segment of, of them attacking kids, uh, none of this stuff that they're pushing is popular, hence why they're pushing it so aggressively. 
So when you see a Trump speech and it has massive views, massive upvotes, very few downvotes, and people say, oh, that guy didn't win. Well, the real vote, the votes, it, you know, it says it all, the, the way people react to it online. Typically, when you think of content online that does very well, you think, um, oh, no, the Internet, like Reddit, is mostly uh, commies and socialists and all that. That's why Bernie did so well on, on the internet, but it didn't translate. It typically doesn't happen that way uh, on the conservative side. So Trump, it did translate on the, online, but then it, 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 it transcended the internet and uh, he did well and he continues to do well in real life. The popular things don't need the propaganda. Um, so the unpopular things need the constant propaganda. I'm not convinced the vaccine is popular outside met major mo me metropolitan areas. Um, and so I'll get to that in a little bit. But the, the apology tour for me continues. And I got to apologize to Hunter Biden. Because he's definitely not on crack anymore. And I believed him when he said that. So I'm sorry what I said about Hunter because this shit is hilarious. Uh, Daily Mail exclusive. Hunter Biden addressed his white lawyer as a nigga multiple times, used phrases like true dat nigga and bant bantered. I only love you because you're black and shocking texts unearthed days after Joe's emotional Tulsa speech decrying racism. Now, this would only be shocking to someone who has never heard of Hunter Biden and doesn't know about his his exploits and doesn't know about his life or anything like that. And, and all they knew about Hunter was he's the president's son. That Then it would be shocking. But how is this shocking? We, we've no, This is like the least uh, uh, egregious thing he's ever done. His text messages calling his white lawyer a nigga? Like, I, I think that's funny. Honestly, I think that's funny. And he's definitely not on crack anymore. So I wrote, remember when Hunter wrote a book about not being on crack anymore? Or when he went on Jimmy Kimmel and spoke about his crack days as if they were in the past? Lol. Because that's all I can say. No one writes texts like this if they're clean and sober and happy. Uh, he's clearly still off the wagon or on the wagon. The bad version. The bad one. And this is the full text. So, again, I have to apologize to Hunter Biden because the more news like this I hear about him, the more I kind of like him. Even though he's a pedophile and even though he's a crackhead and even though he's a piece of shit, I guess he's our piece of shit now. 